we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss the new docuseries Black Twitter, a people's history from Onyx Collective and Hulu. Based on the Wired cover story by Jason Parham and directed by Princess Penny. Executive producer of Insecure, Black Twitter. A People's History tells the story of how black voices found a new home online and blossomed into a force for change, while laying down some hilarious tweets along the way. If you were there for Meet Me in Temecula or Thanksgiving Clapback, you need to see this series. If you weren't there, time to dive in. Watch how Black Lives Matter grew and gained force because of the voices on Black Twitter, bringing these issues to the forefront like never before. From the memes to the movements, see how this powerful community shapes culture, society, and politics. Black Twitter, a people's history, is now streaming on Hulu. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Yo 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 Charlemagne the God Peace to the planet Guess what day it is Guess what day it is Hump Day Yes it's Wednesday Hump Day middle of the week Good morning It is middle of the week and I don't like how this week is going already uh because it's what Wednesday Yes in the last two days including naps I've gotten like ten hours of sleep Uncle don't like that. Oh, you've been out. Uncle don't like that. You've you know been out and about. Well, yeah, because you know we went out Monday night, um, had dinner, mm-hmm. uh, and then last night I, I uh, 
did a conversation with Bishop T.D. Jakes. Yes. Because he has a new book out called Disruptive Thinking. Fantastic He's going to be joining us this morning, He'll by the way. joining us this morning. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we had a, a what we call a disruptive conversation at City mm-hmm. College. My man D-Nice was providing the soundtrack. Shout it was to a, D-Nice. a sold-out event. I think like six, 700 people. And uh, we had a great conversation. But mm-hmm. I didn't get home till like 9.30, which okay. got me in bed by 10.30. Oh. 10.30, 10.45. So then I woke up at 4.00. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I've only gotten like 10 hours, maybe 11 hours of sleep, including naps over the last two days. And I've been uh, keeping my workouts in and everything. Okay. So moral of the story is I'm tired. All right. Yes. Well, shout to all mm-hmm. the, uh, the the parents out there that, you know, it, it's baseball season. Oh, that too. And softball season. Parenting. Yes, parenting. <laughs> yes. So uh, yesterday I got, a, I mean, it was a layup, man. My kids, both my kids had games yesterday, my nine-year-old and my eight-year-old. But it was, uh, the fields were right across, the, right from across from each other. Oh, so beautiful. I could stand in the middle of the field and watch both games beautiful. at the same time. And both those games were beautiful. slow. Felt like it took forever. But. Beautiful. Well, no, my son lost, my daughter won. Yes, but uh, they were happy, so our dad was at the game. That's probably so. not even what happened. Uh, yeah, your, your daughter probably lost and your son won. Some, one, somebody won and somebody yeah, lost. Somebody you know was happy, much. somebody was pissed That's off. Right. But either I way, do. you say congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. congratulations. You did good. Baby. Yes, you swung good. You caught that ball. Yes, good job. That's right. At least you tried. You tried. You yes, did you your tried. best. You did your best. That's right. All right, but now daddy got to go home and watch the game because I'm, I'm tired. Yes. All right. Well, like we said, Bishop T.D. Jakes will be joining us this morning. That's right. His book, Disruptive Thinking, man, it is a fantastic, fantastic read. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's always great to have a conversation with uh, the good bishop. Bishop the Drip Jakes, as I call him, because he'd be clean. But now we call him Bishop the Disrupted Jakes. That's right. Because he's the ultimate disruptor. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news. Teslin Figaro is going to be joining us. Of course, we're talking about Donald Trump. All right. Why are you looking at me like that? Because none of this is going to matter. But we'll discuss. All right. We'll get into that next. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Do that dance. Do that dance. Stiff hips. Stiff hips. Hey. All right. (laughs) This song was made for people with stiff hips. Yes, it is. Drop one of the clues bombs for everybody out there with stiff hips, man. Everybody can't have the WD-40 loose hips, all right? Jesus. Okay? All right. Well, let's get into some front page news. Good morning, Teslin Figaro. How you feeling? I'm feeling well. Good morning, DJ Envy. Charlemagne the God was good, homie. We're ready to go. Tez. Okay. All right. Well, let's start off with some sports. All right. Last night, the 76ers beat the Celtics. They lead the series 3-2. to two. I don't think anybody's seen that one. Uh, no, I didn't see that game. I was out. And also, I mean, seeing that the 76ers were winning like that. That's what I mean. Not actually seeing the game. I think oh, no, people no, thought I, Celtics was going to beat them. No, I, 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 could, I could have seen the Sixers winning. I could see the Sixers winning that series. Joel Embiid the MVP. James Harden showing up. I could see that. And also the Nuggets uh, beat the Suns last night, 118-102. I don't think anybody's seen that one as well. I definitely didn't see that game. No, no I, I thought. I, I mean, the Suns. No, I thought the Nuggets would win that series. Really? Absolutely. 100%. Uh, all right, well. Tesla, let's talk about Donald Trump. What's going on with Trump? Yes, in less than three hours, a federal jury of six men and three women in New York found former President Donald Trump liable for sexually abusing and forcefully touching 79-year-old E. Jean Carroll in the 1990s. Trump was also found liable for defaming the writer last fall when he accused her of lying. The jury awarded Carroll $5 million in punitive damages, and of course, Trump said he will appeal the decision. Take a listen to what he had to say. We'll talk about it on the other side. I don't even know who this woman is. I have no idea who she is, where she came from. This is another scam. It's a political witch hunt. And somehow we're going to have to fight this stuff. We cannot let 
our country go into this abyss. This is disgraceful. You have somebody running for office. You have a woman that's financed and lied about it. She totally lied about it by Democrat operatives like just about the biggest one there is. And she said that wasn't true. They found that she lied about it. And the judge wasn't even, I guess, letting it be put in as evidence. The whole thing is a scam. I don't know what's true and what's not true. I just know that people say things like Donald Trump was, uh, you know, found guilty. But I don't think none of it's going to matter because Trump is going to change the temperature of everything probably today with something. Because he's just got too much going on. He's been charged in New York by Alvin Bragg. He's got charges in Georgia, potential federal charges. I think all of this just keeps making Trump bigger. And he can always say they can't beat me straight up. So they keep throwing this BS at me. Well, that was a civil case. But let me ask you a question. Um, it was over 30 years that this incident happened, right? Mm-hmm. So how do they still and, and, and I'm confused You know I, I don't I'm taking it out of Donald Trump I'm just talking about the time How do they still find the evidence 30 years later To see that You know Or the witnesses And you know I can barely remember something That happened five years ago So I, like it, There's It seems 30 years Seems like a long time Right. Well, it is a long time. But then when we look at um, civil cases versus criminal cases, the standard is is low. It's not the same. So we remember when O.J. Simpson in the 90s, when O.J. Simpson was uh, can, uh, acquitted of criminal charge, he was charged on the civil side. Mm-hmm. So the the evidence that is required to charge you civilly is uh, on the civil side is not the same. And then also, you know, they used uh, Trump's words from the grab him by the P video mm-hmm. um, where they actually admitted that into evidence. Uh, they will be trying to appeal that because they said that his attorney said they should have never admitted it in the first place but they did admit that video and um, they had him saying that yeah he believes he's a celebrity and he believes you really can grab him by the pee um, so they used his own words right. uh, to help you know uh, uh, charge him on, on this side as well and then they had a couple of witnesses as well they had some other witnesses that also said they too um, have been abused by uh, Trump so mm-hmm. again um, just like Charlemagne was saying it's this and then still the other cases the Alvin Bragg the January 6th the Mar-a-Lago with the class of our documents all of these things uh combined uh will continue to keep giving him a hard time but keep in mind guys he can still run for office and still win he will with all of these charges and i'm sure he's gonna raise a whole bunch of money that mark uh the classified documents though they're not gonna mess with him with that because you did, president biden had those everybody two. had yeah, too many people like had those yeah he threw those out the window it seemed like now george santos he's being charged right yeah, George Santos uh, is also uh, being charged during his brief time in office. Santos has been accused of breaking campaign finance laws, violating federal conflict of interest laws, stealing cashment for I- uh, the an Iraq war veterans dying dog. Man, who steals from the dog? Masterminding a credit card what? fraud scheme. <laughs> yeah, let me back that up. <laughs> He stole from he stole cash that was meant for an Iraq war veterans dying dog. So he stole from the poor little dying dog. He masterminded a credit card fraud scheme and lying about where he went to school and work. Uh, Santos is expected to appear in federal court today uh, in New York's Eastern District, where the charges have been filed under seal. What's wrong with him stealing from the dying dog, though? <laughs> I mean, all dogs go I to heaven, right? Well, all dogs go to, go to heaven. So I, if you know that, if you know all dogs going to heaven, you know, why I not guess just take the cash? Probably you can't take it was the, the money for the dog's procedure or something like that. I'm, I'm sure it was why? something like that. Like the, the dog that just didn't have a savings account. How much was it? I don't know. I'm a it don't matter. You stole from the dying dog. And I, just, <laughs> I just think it's so strange when people leave money to their pets. Like, they, like, come on, man. We've had this conversation before. It's stupid. <laughs> I'm telling it's you, so stupid. White people love their little dogs, and they leave millions and billions of dollars to their dogs. What do they know about their pets yeah. that we don't know? I, 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 I don't <laughs> know. Like, what, like, 
do the pets shape shift or something? Do they turn to humans at a certain point and they gonna need well, some cash? I, I, I will. I, I will say with this one, um, they raise money for it. So anytime you raise money, saying you're getting it for one thing and you do something else, that's called a crime. So, so that's what's happening with him. But again, as a reminder, he still can keep his seat in Congress as well. So. All right. There's no standard no more. None. There's no standard. There's only, it feels like there's only a standard in entertainment. In all the places that matter, like politics, there's no standard. But you mess up in entertainment, then you're out of here. But That's you right. know, you mess right. up in politics, it's like, ah, oh, it's nothing. Keep it moving. Right. All right. Well, that is front page news. Tess and Figaro, we'll see you in some minutes to talk about some more stuff. Absolutely. All right. Everybody else, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. Again, 800-585-1051. And don't forget, Bishop T.D. Jakes is joining us this morning. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. E, there's nothing bottom about me. Right, but that's the only thing I want to call because I understand for some reason, you think I'm giving bottom energy over here. You do give bottom energy, Trav. I, I definitely don't give bottom energy, Charlamagne. You do, man. You a taker, not a giver, man. It's okay. Jesus. Envy. <laughs> I can hear the hurt in your voice. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I can hear the hurt in Trav's voice. Man, salute to all the bottoms out there. Bottoms lives matter, bro. The bottom lives matter. Hello, who's this? Good morning, it's Chrissy. Hey, Chrissy, where you calling from? The Bronx, the bus operator in the Bronx. Oh, there it's you the bus go. driver, big Chrissy. Chrissy. What's big up, bus big driver. Chrissy? No, they need to get more mentors for these young men. We listening. We listening. Because this young guy, he cursed me out so bad. He's going to meet me today to fight me. You know why? It's been a bad week for bus drivers. For whatever been. reason, bus drivers have been I having understand. a bad week. I don't know. Like, they need more mentors or they, they need fathers to step up or something. So, Chrissy, let me ask you. What happens in that case when you got when you got into an altercation with somebody on the bus? You know you see them all the time. and you going to see them today. What What can you do to protect yourself? <laughs> Never mind, Chrissy from the Bronx. You from the Bronx, Chrissy from the Bronx. Okay, but no, you should you should call you should call the authorities. Yes, That's what you should do. You shouldn't play with these young boys. I don't know if you're young or old, but you shouldn't play with people nowadays. Somebody no, they, take they, they, something is wrong with them. These kids today, if something is wrong with them. That's what I'm saying. Somebody tell you they're gonna meet you in this day and age. You need to uh, call the police. Absolutely. Don't play with him. Don't play no, with him. No, I'm not gonna play with him because I don't trust these kids. So call the police. Yeah, call the police. Don't 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 drive that. Uh, Whatever, whatever way you driving today, don't, don't don't drive that way today. Call NYPD's finest. Drive that way. It's my route. You can't you can't get another route if somebody's threatening you. You can, but he might not even meet make the bus today at that time. You know. See, you, you playing? You, you playing, should, you, Chrissy? You should still call the police and tell them because you know where you pick the guy up at, or you know where he's gonna be. Tell the police that you don't feel safe. You had a threat made to you, and then maybe they can do something. I don't know. There's something wrong with these children. Are you allowed to carry pepper spray? I have some. She's from the Bronx. Is it legal? She has weapons. All right, never mind. Thank you. Thank you, Chrissy. Yeah, I Call the police. Man, salute to the NYPD, man. When I when I did the Bishop T.D. Jakes event last night at mm-hmm. uh, City College, it was so much police out there. You I felt never felt safer. <laughs> and they were showing so much love. Mm-hmm. You know, they all, a lot of them listen to the Breakfast Club. Salute to uh, all the NYPD officers I met yesterday. Absolutely. Salute to all they, of them. They, she told, one of them told me, she was like, you good out here, Charlamagne. You, you said, good. You, said, <laughs> okay, you don't got to worry about nothing you, in here. And you saw the crib okay. walking through the door. Through the door. I, don't, I know. I don't crib walk. <laughs> Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. You talk about the ups and downs and 
the insecurities and the things that made us stronger. You know what I mean? We talk about every relationship is not perfect. Every marriage is not perfect, but it's what you do to get to the other side. And, and you know, me and my wife, we work on our relationship every day. I, I love love that woman with everything. Yeah, man. I'm glad y'all made it through that because I'm, uh, I'm in a relationship. I'm thinking about taking it to the next level. We just about to purchase, about to close on our house next Wednesday. Congrats, hey, brother. Congratulations, King. Yeah, appreciate that. Appreciate y'all, man, for everything y'all do. All right, brother. Have a good one. And you can pick up the book, too. It's uh, Paperback was just released, I think, like two weeks ago. So it's a perfect gift for a friend. Mother's Day, you want to get it for your mom or your girl, your baby mama. It's 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 one of those, and it's real and honest. Sandra! Yes, Sandra, the music therapist. Hey, Sapa hey, Sandra. MZ, I have a beef with you again. Why do you have a beef with me? I felt like you weren't listening to Ebony. You know, I feel like as black women, the narrative is always that you can't have your equal and that you always have to build a man up. And I remember you saying in the past that you sent your daughter to the top private school in New Jersey and now she's at one of the top universities. Mm -hmm. So you want the best for your kid and I don't see what's wrong with having the best your partner. I mean, I want my, the best for my kid, but I also want my daughter to be happy. If, if somebody is out there that is a bus driver that my daughter meets and, and he treats her well and she's happy, I'm happy. But see, the, the end of but the day is as, as a... Afterwards. You said what, if mama? If you meet someone and they are not equally yoked to you then why would you continue well i'm not i'm not talking about finances i'm talking about what's gonna make her happy i'm talking about a man that's gonna treat her well i'm talking about a man that has values i don't care about money she could be somebody that's filthy rich and a billionaire and treats her like doodle Hmm? Which, I think that we would be kind of living in a fantasy world if we don't think that finances. No, we're talking about Sandra and Envy. You know what's happening here? This is what's happening here. We weren't even having that conversation with Ebony. <laughs> I, I can pretty much say we probably agree with Ebony on, on that. What we were talking to Ebony about was when uh, she implied that everyday working class people are average, correct, mediocre, correct, typical, and stuck in the bigotry of low expectations. That's what we. That's what I believe. <laughs> that's envy, that, down hard. That, but, that, but that's what I'm saying. That's, that's what envy. Would, that, that's what everybody's pushing back on. Correct. Like, Ebony can have her but preferences. As a, as a first generation kid, I hear that a lot growing up. We didn't come to this country for you to be mediocre, for you to be average. So it is doctor, lawyer, engineer. That is that. Those are the choices you have. So I hear that. But doctors, do I doc agree? but doc no. but doctors, lawyers, and engineers have to get to work. And a lot of them, especially in big cities, get to work via public transportation. And a lot of that public transportation I, is buses, buses, trains, you know. So I, I would, I would, play. more than important role. That's why I can never call the people that literally make this world go around. Uh, average, typical, mediocre are stuck in the bigotry of low expectations. Because I know when I'm sitting at home hungry and my wife don't feel like cooking, we're calling uh, what y'all would call mediocre people to bring our food. When we need Amazon pa Amazon packages delivered, that's right. we're calling what you would call mediocre people to bring our Amazon packages. So I just I, that's that's all we're pushing back on. Absolutely, you, that's, you can't get caught up in the dating conversation no. and who should date who. Like that's fine. And Everybody can have their preferences. And that's, I really don't care. That's like, a whole other discussion. Somebody said, that. I, I, like I, I honestly don't care. And that's probably the reason why I work so much and I have so many different jobs. I want my kids to be financially free and have their own. I want them to be able to pick a spouse or pick somebody that they love because of the value of that person, not because the dollars that they make. That's how I, that's how me and my wife met. That's how you and your wife met, Charlemagne. And that's what I want for mine. I don't care about what what they make. That's that's the least. I True just want somebody that's going to treat but you're her still well. Still going back to the relationship conversation. Right. 
right. We're, that's not what we were talking to no. Ebony about. I don't have any problem with Ebony's preferences. That's I, her preference. That's her preference. And what, that's fine. What, what, Whatever what, she wants, that's fine. That's the only thing I took issue with was, uh, you know, her average. sounding like she was saying everyday working class people are average, mediocre, typical, and Correct. stuck in the bigotry of low expectations. And I don't want to talk about it anymore. We can and talk I about can't, that's the other goddamn thing. Jesus Christ. Why are we still talking I about this? I don't know. It's 10 days already. Jesus, Jesus. Christ. It's Wednesday. That, I, that seemed like two weeks ago. I'm about to rent a bus and just start driving a bus through the city. Just, just because. <laughs> F that. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now, when we come back, Snoop Dogg is pissed off. He's mad at the world. And he's going to let you know why. All right? Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, Chief Marketing and Growth Officer at AT&T who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers. That is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. She's breathing right now? Yes, she's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle. And I'm an investigative reporter for the L.A. Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top 
of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready. You know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Yes, we are. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Snoop Dogg. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty patty. I am gossiping. This is the Rumor Report. I mean, I guess we on The Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Yes. Right. On The Breakfast Club. Now, yesterday, Snoop Dogg took part in a panel at the uh, Milken Institute's 2023 Global Conference in Beverly Hills. Now, that sounds fancy. Yeah, they asked him a question about AI and the uh, writer's strike, and Snoop just went off. The use of AI uh, by the studios to write scripts, let's mm. say. Of course, Snoop, dying to know your thoughts on this. Well, I got a motherfucking AI right now that they didn't made for me. This could talk to me. I'm like... <laughs> Man, this can hold a real conversation. <laughs> like, for real, for real, like, it's, it's blowing my mind because I watched movies on this as a kid years ago when I used to see this <laughs> shit, and I'm like, what is going on? Then I heard the dude that, the old dude that created AI, somebody, this is not safe because the AI's got their own minds, and these motherfuckers going to start doing their own shit. I'm like, is we in a fucking movie right now or what? Yes, we are. <laughs> so uh, do I need to invest in the AI so I can have one with me or, like, do y'all know? What the? It ain't a movie, dog. I keep telling y'all, man. Uh, mutually assured destruction. That is what AI is going to lead us to. I don't care what none of y'all say. And this whole writer's strike that's happening. Uh, one of the main things that you know uh, they pushed back on in regards to the writer's strike was the writers wanted to make sure that you know uh, these studios can't use AI to write things. But not only and that, they and they pushed back on that. So that tells you everything you need to know. Yeah, not only that, Snoop was also talking about, we don't have any other audio, Snoop, right? He also talks about how he was saying that, you know, part of the strike is he was saying, you know, when a lot of these writers do these, you know, writing these films or writing these scripts, they do it for major releases, major box office releases. So now when these uh, movies go on these streaming services, how do they get paid? Yeah, that's part. That's part of the. That's why one of the reasons the writers are striking. One and, of the main reasons the writers are striking. And Snoop Dogg was saying the same thing for a lot of rappers. He was like, "How you a, a rapper and your music, you know, streams a billion streams, and you don't get nearly that much money. You don't even get a ten percent of that money." And he was like, "It does." He's like, "The math ain't math." And he that's was not like, a new conversation. No, though. but he was like, "That's what he was saying. That's what he started bringing up in that uh, in that panel." He was saying, "You know, back in the day, he's an artist. He said if if his album was you know ten dollars and mm -hmm. he sold." 
a million records, he made $10 million, you know, and then it's broken down. You know, he might make 20% of that and his label might make 20%. He's like, now... They're just doing things and they're not paying the actual artist. So he was he was bringing all that you know up. No, I don't understand about artificial intelligence. They talk about artificial intelligence is going to replace like 300 million jobs or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. So if you get rid of all the humans. Correct. And the humans aren't working, mm -hmm. right? Humans don't have any money. Mm -hmm. So even though you're, you're, you're cutting costs by having the artificial intelligence do the jobs, who's going to be able to buy products with no money? Nobody. <laughs> like, the, like the, what are we doing? Nobody at all. What are we doing, people? Now there's Stoop talking about what I just broke down with the streaming services. It's exciting, but streaming got to get get they together. Cause I don't understand how the fuck you get paid off of that. <laughs> like, I mean, can somebody explain to me how you can get a billion streams and not get a million dollars? Like that don't make sense to me. Cause one plus one ain't adding up to two. That don't add up and I have to say it because that's the main gripe with a lot of us artists is that we do major numbers with streams and this shit, but it don't add up to the money it's not being translated and, and it's not working for the artists right now and I just want to speak to that in yeah, the no, music industry talk. like that's up and we need to find a way to figure that out the same way the writers are figuring out the writers are striking because streaming they can't get paid that somebody watched your movie where's the money and I know I'm going off a script right now, but f it. This is business. That's not AI, though. That's just a contract conversation, right? Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. uh, artists got to negotiate better. Because it's not like people aren't making money off screaming. It's just not going into the artist's pockets. They're making money off screaming. Right. Now, Jonathan Majors, he appeared in court for domestic violence yesterday. His attorney saying it's a witch hunt. Now, it was virtually... Uh, the DA provided more information about what they're charging him with. Now, previously, the complaint stated that Majors had allegedly struck the woman in her face with an open hand, causing a laceration behind her ear. Now, the complaint now states that the woman also sustained injuries to her arm and hand and that she was allegedly pushed into the side of a vehicle by Majors. Now, he denied the allegation. So we'll see what happens with that. You know who we never talk about in situations like this? Who? Witches. Because Trump lawyer says it's a witch hunt. Jonathan Majors, uh, people say it's a witch hunt. How do actual witches feel about this? Witches out here just minding their business. Okay? I, I, I don't know any witches to ask. Oh, I know some. Do some you? good ones. Really? Oh, I know some good ones. Where they from? Don't worry about where they from. Just play with me ever if you want to. Have you coughing up a frog in here? <laughs> Shut up, man. <laughs> right. And lastly, Tory Lanez is denied a new trial in the Meg the Stallion shooting. Now, a Los Angeles judge on Tuesday denied a motion for a new trial from lawyers for Rapatory Lanez. Did he say it's a witch hunt? No, they didn't say it's a witch hunt, but he's convicted of three felonies in the December shooting. So now he's waiting for his uh, to see if he's going to he faces up to 22 years in prison and faces deportation back to Canada. So we'll see what happens with him. And of course, if you don't remember his convictions of assault with a semi-automatic firearm, having a loaded unregistered firearm in a vehicle and discharging a firearm with gross negligence. So the judge did not care about those pleas uh, that Tory Lanez was making this mm -hmm. week when he was saying, uh, please don't ruin my life. No, that, you know, I'm, I'm could be your brother, your son, yeah. your father. You didn't, no, not hey, at all. There are there are consequences to your actions. Yes, so we'll see what happens. Uh, and we'll see how much time he gets. And that is your rumor reports. All right, now when we come back, Teslin Figaro will be joining us. We got some front page news and... Bishop T.D. Jakes will be kicking with him in a little bit. So you don't see move. this right here? Disruptive thinking. Mm -hmm. That's what we're going to have this morning. A disruptive conversation with Bishop T.D. Jakes. He's got a new book out right now called Disruptive Thinking. I can't wait to talk to him about it. That's right. It's The Breakfast Club on BET. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same.
Our Audible Pick of the Day is In the Room with Peter Bergen. Go beyond the headlines in this weekly podcast and get the real story from people who were there. Listen when you sign up for a free trial at audible.com slash breakfast club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. All right, let's get in some front page news. Tesla Figaro is back with us. Come on, Tiz. The Hood Whisperer. Good morning. Start off with some quick sports. Last night, the 76ers beat the Celtics 115-103. They lead the series 3-2. And the Denver Nuggets beat the Suns 118-102. They lead that series 3-2. The Knicks play tonight. I don't know if I'm going to go to that game. I want to go to that game. I think I might take my son to that game. Now, let's start off with Tucker Carlson. Now, uh, he's launching his own show now on Twitter. Yes, after being fired from Fox News last month, Tucker Carlson announced that he will relaunch his program on Twitter. Check out what he had to say. We'll talk about it on the other side. Amazingly, as of tonight, there aren't many platforms left that allow free speech. The last big one remaining in the world, the only one, is Twitter, where we are now. Twitter is not a partisan site. Everybody's allowed here, and we think that's a good thing. And yet, for the most part, the news that you see analyzed on Twitter comes from media organizations that are themselves thinly disguised propaganda outlets. You see it on cable news. You talk about it on Twitter. We know exactly how it works, and we're sick of it. Starting soon, we'll be bringing a new version of the show we've been doing for the last six and a half years to Twitter. Free speech is the main right that you have. Without it, you have no others. Well, last night, that video uh, had 17 million. Guess what it went to this morning? 73 million views. Wow. Um, so when you look at his old show that only had maybe about two or three million viewers, this is reaching the world literally overnight. I mean, is, is he doing it in conjunction with Twitter? Like, I don't I don't I don't know if it's a partnership with Twitter or he's just launching it on Twitter. He just announced um, he, he just put the video out. I watched it from beginning to end. So he didn't talk about, you know, the operational side of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I found interesting is he may possibly lose 20 million that he was expected to get from Fox. So depending on that a non-compete, like, will they look at that as another network? Will they look at that mm-hmm. as, you know, kind of doing the same thing he was doing on Fox? But he's willing to walk away from the bag, uh, allegedly, uh, to get his voice out. I don't see him uh, sitting out this election season you know i I think this is all about him wanting to continue his message you know get it out and 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 twitter is the place obviously with elon musk kind of letting things just you know run wild on twitter this is the place that he he thinks he can do it yeah tucker carlson definitely has his own audience and uh and i think enough people will follow him that he can make a living but it's interesting with those uh conservative talking heads right like the glenn becks of the world the Bill O'Reilly's, the Tucker Carlson, they always end up going to launch like their own show, mm-hmm. you know, via their own platform in some way. But they never seem to have that same energy. Impact, right? Yeah, because O'Reilly's still O'Reilly is still out here with his platform. Glenn Beck, Beck is still out here, but it just it never seems to hit the same as it did when they were on Fox. Mm. Yeah, I also think when they launched, it took a minute for them to kind of get stuff together. I didn't see this happening as fast. Do you remember? Because to me, this is like immediately. And and they didn't have access to to a Twitter to do something like this. So I I, I see him moving a lot faster, you know, trying to keep his his uh, folks engaged. Where O'Reilly and all of those guys took a little while for them to get set up, you know, and, and kind of get their show going. And that's yeah. part of it, like you said, you know, people say out of sight, out of mind. I mean, he's he's going uh-huh. right from Fox to right to his own platform. He's continuing the conversation, and and he's I guess trying to take his fans, his loyal fans, with him. Because Glenn Beck launched the whole network. Remember, it was the uh, the Blaze Network. I mean, mm-hmm. that's where the, uh-huh. that's where the infamous Tommy Lauren 
came from. You know what I mean? Right. But I don't, but even, it, but I don't even know what happened in the middle. It also wasn't in the middle of campaign season. So the That's environment true. has a lot true. to do with it as well. You know, true. we're literally in the middle of uh, former President Donald Trump fighting five cases at one time. So I agree with you, Charlamagne. I, Fox is the machine that makes the shows what they are. But I do think in this case, uh, he'll be able to create a little uh, create a little bit of noise on Twitter. Very different than those other guys. Word. Now let's talk about this woman who wrote a, a, a book about grief after her husband died. Now she's charged with his murder? <laughs> yes. After uh, Corey Richens' husband, Eric, died suddenly last year, she wrote a children's book uh, that said she wanted to help her three boys uh, with the process of grief, letting them know that their father will always be with them. A little over two months since the book Are You With Me was published, Miss Richens, 33, was charged with murder, murdering her husband by poisoning him with five times the lethal dosage of fentanyl at their home outside Park City, Utah. Now, the medical examiner concluded that the fentanyl had been ingested orally. Uh, the investigation determined that she made her husband a cocktail the night before and he passed away. The investigation found communications with a drug dealer of her asking for some of the Michael Jackson stuff. Uh, and they found yeah, they found her husband. Uh, they also found out that her husband told his friends that uh, he thought she was trying to kill him. This is like that dentist story. Do y'all remember? What was the dentist story? I forgot. Remember the dentist that killed his wife and she told everyone it was a couple oh, yeah, months yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She oh, told yeah, everyone, yeah, yeah. hey, I think he's yeah, I think he's trying to kill me, and then he made her a drink and then she died. I mean, this mm -hmm. is like literally the same thing. I'm gonna tell you something, man. That Michael Jackson stuff is no joke. Okay. When I when I went to go get my colonoscopy, yep. and when I got my endoscopy, and they hit me with that Michael Jackson stuff. I'm not going to front. I asked the doctor. I said, man, can I get some of this? You stupid. To go home. No, and, and, and her exact words to me was like, no. Just that Michael Jackson yeah. stuff. Yeah, no. Nah, it it does that, put you out. And when you wake up, uh, you don't have, there's no drowsiness. It's, and you just feel refreshed. It's the best sleep ever. And I need some because I only had 10 hours of sleep. Yo, in shut up, man. I'll give you something to put you to sleep. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> On his soliciting for drugs, Charlamagne. <laughs> oh, no. I'm just saying, when y'all say that Michael Jackson stuff, you know, I, I, that, that's another reason to go get your colonoscopy. It's worth it when you get that hit. Well, with shut that, up, man! When you get hit with that dose and you out, oh lord! Tell me I'm lying, Envy. Nah, it was it was amazing. This story was supposed to be about the sympathy of the guy dying, oh. not a, oh, an opportunity right. to do an advertisement for the solicitation of you're drugs. Right. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. God bless that brother. All right. God bless that and his brother. Wife, his wife's in jail, right? Yes. Yeah, she's in jail. <laughs> she was arrested. Okay. All right. Well, that is front page news. And Thank listen, you, Tez. Yes. Make sure you subscribe to Tesla and Figaro's podcast, The Straight Shot, No Chaser podcast on the Black Effect iHeartRadio podcast network. And Tez, are you talking about dating this week? Yes, I am. I'm talking about how we need to be dated, courted, engaged as black voters from the politicians. So oh, okay. uh, just kind of going off of the conversation, would you date a bus driver? I want to know are politicians dating us and what we should be looking for drops this Thursday. There you All go. Right. Well, thank you, Tez. We'll see you tomorrow. Absolutely. All right. Now, when we come back, the Bishop T.D. Jakes will be joining you see us. This? this book is called Disruptive Thinking, man. Mm -hmm. It's a daring strategy to change how we live, lead, and love. It is a fantastic read from uh, one of the greatest orators and communicators of our time, Bishop T.D. Jakes. And he'll be joining us next. All right. And Jess Hilarious. Uh, we did the interview yesterday. Jess Hilarious was with us as well. That's so right. we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
right, we are the Breakfast Club. We got our guest host, Jess Hilarious, with us. Yes, What's indeed. Up? What's up? And we got a special guest in the building, the Bishop legend T.D. Jakes. Yes. Welcome back. It's good to be back. Thanks for having me. And you got a new book out, Disruptive Thinking. Yeah. What yeah. is disruptive thinking, my brother? Disruptive thinking is the willingness that you need to be able to disrupt the way that you look at life because you understand that mindsets control assets. And I'm when I say assets, I'm not just talking about wealth. I'm talking about relationships. I'm talking about wellness. I'm talking about your perspectives on life have to be disrupted in order to go to the next level. Some people are willing to do that, and some people are not. They just mm-hmm. stay it's, where it's safe and play in the safety zone. Other people color outside of the lines. And uh, I'm t- in the book, I talk about what how to handle both groups of people how to manage people who are disruptors and how to support people that are disruptors. I, I have a friend, uh, she, she, she passed away, um, and, and she her saying used to be, you can be great or you can be safe, but you can't be both. Exactly. Mm. That's perfectly said. That's exactly what the book is about and what it costs to cross those lines, mm-hmm. what, it costs, what it costs to be innovative. If you go in the library, there are no books about ordinary. Mm-hmm. There are only books about innovative, creative people who crossed lines, broke boundaries, created things, went, pushed it to the limit. Uh, and there's a price to be paid. And I talk about it in the book for disruptive thinking. But this is a disruptive time we're living in. Mm-hmm. And if we, we're, we're trying to go back to normal and normal isn't there yeah. anymore. Yeah. It's not there anymore. Yeah. So if we're not willing to disrupt what we call normal and embrace change, then we're going to be left behind as a people or as an individual. Now, when you say disruptive thinking, can you be disruptive against the church and it still be okay? Can disruptive thinking go against the church as well if there's questions or comments or anything like that? You can't control the way people think about Mm -hmm. anything. It doesn't make it right because that's the way you think about it. See, anytime you have a generic statement like the church, it's like black people. You know, we're not a monolith. Mm -hmm. So whenever people say I have ideas about the church, Mm -hmm. I think, what is the church right. because you know what are I don't like black people it's mm-hmm. it's that kind of ignorant mm-hmm. I don't like white people I have an issue with you know there's you're talking about millions and millions of people with different ideas within the church yeah so you know maybe you don't like your experience with it you know that that's totally different from your experience with God Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go to that first. Right. Mm-hmm. And then secondly, it's no excuse to indict all churches because you had an experience with one or and two. And one bad one, yeah. It's like saying all black men are no good or all, mm-hmm. you know. So I don't say anything to them. I let them go through whatever they got to go through. Now, I, w- I will say the one bad thing about the pandemic, right, is now you can watch church on television. I ain't gonna lie now, Bishop. Sunday morning, I'm like, bloop, kids get in the bed. And it, it just, it's, it's just, you know. Oh, I'm definitely bedside Baptist. I, I love the part of the house. So I got, I'm, I'm always I got doing it on Sunday morning. my bacon, my, my waffles, my orange juice, and, you know, we all in the room together. I'm but sorry. But you know, that you I do. can't. No, I cannot. You I go. cannot get it just watching it on TV. It's, it doesn't do. Um, and not that it's, I, I don't know. I just don't get the same. I don't get it. I don't receive it the same. It is not quite the same but yeah. I think that's an amazing picture he just drew mm. of him and his family yeah. watching on screen that's together yeah. that's there's nothing wrong with that yeah. I, I don't care about that but I do understand you too because yeah. 
anytime you're actually in the room, the room has a certain energy and a certain mm-hmm. element, and mm-hmm. and the dog isn't barking, and somebody's not ringing the doorbell, yes. and you're not scrolling through your phone, and you yeah. don't have those distractions. Right. Of course, it's going to be more intense. Mm-hmm. But I meet people where they are, mm-hmm. okay. whether they want to watch it on TV, whether they want to stream it, whether they want to go. Any any time you feed your soul, yeah, you're going to be a little bit better. Just a little bit less stressed out, a little bit less worried, a little less intense. Uh, it that can't hurt you. Listen, there's no, there's no nothing like experiencing the Potter House in person. But I love it on mm-hmm. Sunday morning. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm glad y'all scream live on YouTube every Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm grateful. We, <clears throat> I, I think you'd be hard pressed to find anybody that draws more people on Sunday morning in the stream than we do. Mm-hmm. And we were able to survive COVID much better than I, I didn't know what that was going to be like. Yeah, it's very scary uh but we survived with our doors closed because we had the technology to be able to reach a broader audience i I think that when jesus said go into all the world he didn't necessarily mean we had to go by camel Mm -hmm. yeah we could go by technology we could go by streaming we can go by television we go by radio and then they come up with something else we'll be on that too uh but it's about meeting people where they are yeah Mm -hmm. so so what about all these new pastors and these new churches like they might curse doing their sermons or they do like you know I don't want to say gimmicky but they do stunts on stage gimmicky in, in order to mm-hmm. get, get the right attention word. Mm-hmm. would you call that disruption or what would you call that you know every leader has his audience mm-hmm. uh, it's not the way that I would do it mm-hmm. yeah. uh, why must we divide further when we're already a minority I don't want to expend energy fighting another brother even if he's not doing it the way I would do it I would rather spend my energy trying to propel our community forward Mm. so really when you start talking about disruptive thinking it's born out of me thinking somebody ought to do something right somebody ought to do something somebody ought to do something then someone said to me what why aren't you somebody Mm. And it, the truth of the matter is we keep saying somebody and it really ought to be everybody. Yeah. So disrupting our thinking, building communities, started our real estate development co- corporation. We started building communities, uh, closing food deserts, uh, d- drawing up plans to go across the United States doing it. And uh, all those things they say the church don't do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and all the things that the white church doesn't have to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, Break that the, the black church is expected to do mm-hmm. everything, not the white church. They're expected to preach the gospel and go home. Mm-hmm. The black church is expected to be an activist, a civil rights leader, a counselor, Ooh. supposed to have a food pantry, mm-hmm. supposed to have everything going, mm-hmm. supposed to know how to do everything. Right. White pastors don't have to do that. They don't even talk about like white pastors, like, oh, that white pastor got a mega church and right. that white pastor <laughs> yeah, making money, do that white right. pastor doing business. You don't never hear that mm. in regards to the white pastors, but they always crucify the black pastor. But but it's because we have been pitted, pitted against each other the whole, all throughout history. Mm-hmm. And unity is what is needed. Now, we're not going to agree about everything. That's a beautiful thing about this country. That's yeah. okay. But there, there are some common things that we need. And I want to solve those common things. Everybody needs to breathe. We need clean air. We need clean water. We need access to healthy foods. We've got more liquor stores in our communities than we do grocery stores. Mm -hmm. Payday loans instead of uh, financial literacy. We're standing right on the edge of the greatest transference of wealth in the history of this country from one generation into another. But our community is going to lag woefully behind. Only 42% of African Americans own a house. 73% of Caucasians own a house. I think it's about 50% of Latinos. Mm-hmm. Why is that important? Mm-hmm. Because you can't pass on your apartment. 
to your children. Correct. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they're going to start at ground level zero. Why do we not have it? Not access to credit, underhired, underpaid. We we white families median income is ten times higher than ours. Knowledge can't yeah. get the loans. Knowledge, school loans, debt. All of these things are issues that we need to address. Mm -hmm. That's not really the church's job. Yeah, no. But it has fallen onto our plate. Mm -hmm. All right, we got more with Bishop T.D. Jakes. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Jess Hilarious is here. And we're still kicking it with Bishop T.D. Jakes. We were just having a conversation about, you know, people who work at blue-collar jobs and, and how necessary they were. And... We were saying exactly what you were saying. Like, it's nothing wrong with working a blue collar job or be or, or doing this or doing that, but also realizing that you can do something on the side. Yes, you can create that streaming company or that podcast or whatever you want to do that buy that that you know multi unit and, and rent it out. You can do it on the side. You can do more than one job. And I think people were stuck with, you know, this job is only. For these people. And I'm like, mm -hmm. that's not at all. We all have a start from someplace. Exactly. That's the kind of disruptive thinking uh, that created the show. Correct. <laughs> okay, this is disruptive thinking. Uh, and the fact that you can do it on the radio and you can do it on TV simultaneously. Mm -hmm. The fact that you think in a multifaceted way is disruptive thinking. Mm -hmm. That's what got you here. That's what got me here. I didn't get here because I'm black. I didn't get here because I'm a man. I didn't get here because I'm a preacher. I got here because I'm innovative and creative and diverse and different and unique. As is Marvin Winans, as is uh, Bishop Sapp, as is every, everybody is unique. What are we doing with our uniqueness? Right. Mm. So we're at an inflection point. The projections are about 2050 African-Americans' median income is going to be at zero. If we don't make a quick turn, mm -hmm. we're going to have a world full of trouble as artificial intelligence replaces us. Man. And it's a serious conversation. So disruptive thinking is as much a warning as it is a clarion call mm -hmm. that the ideas you've had on the back burner, that you're waiting on enough money to capitalize, yeah. take them off the back burner, form partnerships, mm -hmm. build alliances, go. Because if you don't go now, you're not going to get there. The The child that you're raising that looks rambunctious could be disruptive, mm -hmm. could be creative, could be a leader. Sometimes we punish kids down into submission and mm -hmm. teach them to feel like a slave. Mm -hmm. Sit down. Do what I told you to do. Because I said so. All of that kind of stuff. You sound just like me. Because <laughs> oh, I said so. Mm -hmm. We're not teaching our children. The problem is we're not programming this computer mm -hmm. with good stuff, mm -hmm. with smart stuff, with stuff that's intimidating, that makes you walk into a room and feel shy to speak up. That's, right. that's a good room to be in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So as a parent, being a disruptor is allowing your kids to be disruptors. Allowing your children to discover who they are and looking closely at them to guide them toward things that they're good at, that they can excel at. My grandson came to me and he said, I like working in the arts. And I, I got on the phone and I called a friend of mine who was works for Dallas Broadway. And I said, I've got a grandson in town. Would you consider at least interviewing him for a job? What am I doing? I'm putting him in the 
field of his dreams. Damn right. See, everybody yeah. ain't got the grandfather like you. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> my true. son told my father he wanted to be a football player. My father don't know no football players. <laughs> you can't call up Ray Lewis. <laughs> but you know something? If you're really gifted, somebody's gonna see it. Somebody's gonna see it if you're really right. gifted, and you have to you have to put yourself out there. If if you don't know, I didn't have a me either. Mm-hmm. My father died when I was 16. Wow. My grandfather wow. was murdered by white racists in Mississippi wow. when he was 22. Wow. So didn't have, didn't have, didn't have, didn't have, didn't have. Mm-hmm. Powdered eggs, powdered milk. Okay. I, I grew up on, on the rags of life. But they were, my mother knew how to make a quilt out of them. Mm-hmm. And we, she, you know, she, she was bad. She was strong. She was resourceful. She was creative. My father got sick when I was ten. He died when I was sixteen. So I didn't grow up with any silver spoons anywhere. Yeah. So you disrupted your whole family's lineage. <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, 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 and took them with me. So what got you in the ministry, right? With, with what happened into your grandfather? What happened to your father? A lot of people would say they wouldn't believe because of this. There's so many negative outcomes that happened in their life. But it seems like. It totally made the opposite for you. That's a great question. Pain drove me to him, not from him. Mm. Thirst makes you go to water. Hunger makes you go get up and eat. Mm. So I used the void to find my heavenly father because I missed my earthly father. You know, you said that you didn't want any of your kids to be your successor, but man, how does it feel seeing Sarah following your footsteps? I don't want them to feel like they have to be my successor. She's become a spiritual leader in her own Oh, she's, 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 mm-hmm. she's uh, I have no words for for what she is. She, the, the thing that's amazing about Sarah is, Sarah will rock that stage till it comes unglued and walk off of the stage like it wasn't her. Yeah. <laughs> I swear, she comes home like nothing happened, yeah. and she'll get some chicken and put it in a brown paper bag and start shaking it up and frying chicken mm-hmm. and not even discuss it. Yeah. But when she aims, she aims from such a pure place, pure and also from a place of uh, deep passion to help people. Mm-hmm. And it's it's just amazing to watch. Uh, yeah, I, I love watching it, but I love all of my kids. I do, What I meant by my statement is I didn't want to pressure my children to be something they weren't. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, um, I love a chapter in the book of being being married to a disruptor. Yeah. Right? I'm married and be married just one day, maybe. Um, but, you know what? But, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. It's coming. Pastor, it's coming. I feel it. Let's pray. Let us pray. Put a hand on Dear, dear God. Dear God. <laughs> He's coming on a Honda. He's coming on a Honda. <laughs> Not a Honda. Right. Can you have a successful marriage to a person who's a disruptor? Oh, absolutely. Okay. You just both can't be disruptive at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Somebody's got to support. Somebody's got to be disruptive. Somebody's got to stabilize the home while somebody's moving forward. You 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 have to have each other's back. I, I saw you on Dr. Phil. I want to stay on the marriage thing for a minute. I saw you on Dr. Phil talking about the fundamental core of marriage. Could you explain to people what that fundamental core of marriage is? I think instead of running up interviewing men for marriage or women for marriage, like you're hunting down a turkey in mm-hmm. November. Mm-hmm. Which Listen. nobody wants to be shot. Listen, Jess. Okay. Let's be friends. Because the the core of any great relationship, my son is sitting behind me. He's my son, but, but we're friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're friends. The, my wife is also my friend. Mm-hmm. So as the romantic 
moments uh, ebb and subside and rise and fall through different seasons and stages of your life, if at the core you respect each other Mm -hmm. and you are for me, we can survive the turbulence because we have core values. Mm. All right, well, don't move. We got more with Bishop T.D. Jakes. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. We are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, chief marketing and growth officer at AT AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers, that is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts, It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing. Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. 
In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready. To, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Jess Hilarious is here. And we're still kicking it with Bishop T.D. Jakes. You know, a lot of people feel that and I know your son is a lot older, that your child shouldn't be your friend. And people say that all mm-hmm. the time. My mm-hmm. child's not my friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that? I, when he was a boy, I wouldn't have said that. Okay. But he's right. a grown man. He's right. 42 years old. Dang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Y'all should talk. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I don't know, but uh, you know, <laughs> you made me forget everything I said. Uh, okay, that's it's so about crazy. Being your friend, being yeah, your friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when your children are grown, the relationships become more friends. Yeah, because then you can talk to them about what really happened. Mm-hmm. Who you really are, right. what really stopped you, what keeps you up at night, and you that. But when he was a little boy, I was a father. Period. Yeah. Blank. Point blank. Mm-hmm. Stop. Boom. No. Go to bed now. What are you uh, doing? Mm-hmm. You know, parenting is a job. Yeah, yeah, man. It's a job, and I think we have babies, but don't take the job of parenting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Parenting is a job. Yes, sir. It's work, and it's a lifelong job. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But as they get older, you start reaping a harvest back in terms of loyalty and love. And and Warren Buffett says something I think is really true. No matter how much money you make in life, if when you get ready to die, those that you love the most are not gathered around your bed, then you are poor. Mm. Mm. There, there will be no U-Hauls behind hearses. There will only be mourning families if you're wise enough to protect that. Mm. And you have to protect that at all costs. Because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you tweet about me. Because if I get sick, you're not going to wipe my mouth. Mm -hmm. You're not going to set me up in the bed or change my clothes. So why should I put so much energy into you at the expense of putting energy into him? Mm -hmm. You understand? So I have five children, okay? And as you go through life and you build relationships, 
they got to see us struggle. They got to see us happy. They got to see us sad. They got to see us mad. Guess what you're learning? Conflict resolution. Mm -hmm. You're learning that you can be angry and not shoot somebody. That you can be angry and still come in and have dinner. I can be disappointed with you and still cook for you. Mm -hmm. You, We are not demonstrating the complexities of relationships. Not only is it affecting our personal lives, Mm -hmm. but business is built on relationships. You know, uh, uh, Sarah, uh, she spoke at my Mental Wealth Expo last year, and she actually apologized on behalf of the black church. And she said, I think it would be remiss of us to not acknowledge that there have been moments in black church, because that's the only church she's been in, a black church, where mm-hmm. she's not allowed to bring the truth of, of who you are in the space. Mm-hmm. What do you think mm-hmm. about that? I think it's a great statement. Mm-hmm. I think it's a wonderful, a wonderful thing to do. But really, again, the black church is not a monolith. Mm-hmm. And they're not all the same. There are black churches that teach for and against everything. Mm-hmm. What we have to do is stop throwing rocks and find what church works for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. What are you? Where are you called? Where are you? Where do you feel comfortable? Mm-hmm. Is it blue jeans and tennis shoes and t-shirts mm-hmm. and that's what you want? Do you want to? Do you want a minister that's that's in blue jeans and and skinny jeans mm-hmm. and and you like that relaxed atmosphere? Good. Go for it. You want to? You want to sing? Hill song type music, good. There are churches like that. You want a more disciplined, uh, traditional, old school church? There are churches like that. I don't think that matters. Jesus mm-hmm. didn't die for style. Yeah. He died for souls. Mm-hmm. So when you start talking about uh, the black church, uh, I think it's important that you understand the church is built on black people. Mm-hmm. And, and our doctrine and our theology should be consistent with scriptures, of which none of us have mastered, mm-hmm. and all of us are pursuing, but we're not there yet. Just as she was talking going more of communion actually served real wine. What? <laughs> no, she said what? tequila. Oh, tequila. It was she tequila. said tequila. No, I... She said tequila. Earlier. He can feel when the spirit is lying. So don't be coming <laughs> here acting like that. I never said that. Thank you. I love you guys. Oh I love those people like, like us. Tequila? Yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it because uh, there's some things that I'm doing uh, around the country with our real estate ventures company that it gave me another tool to do them with. I've been building communities. I described some of them earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wells Fargo came to the table along with others. This is money to put in infrastructure, sewers, drains, water lines, housing, to build those houses. Then that contractor that builds those houses will buy those houses and sell it to a community within the covenants of what we have described for them to work in. Mm-hmm. So Wells Fargo, a billion dollars worth of capital over 10 years, uh, to make it, yes, yeah, a lot of money. It's a lot of money. It's a, it's, in his words, it was historical, okay? At least a billion dollars from Wells Fargo is pointed straight at us, FUBU, for us, by us, mm-hmm. to us. Mm-hmm. And uh, to me, that's an exciting thing. What's more exciting than the money, and it's not like they gave it to me. Let me clear that up. They didn't give it to me. They didn't give it to my church. My church didn't get a billion dollars. <laughs> you know, I, my suit did, it didn't come from Wells Fargo. Uh, let's stop all the ignorant things yeah. that we think and get down to what a billion dollars means 
to mothers who are single mothers and want to own homes mm-hmm. so that her daughter will be safe. What it means to seniors who've worked for years, what it means for the fact that you can't afford to live in the city that you work in. Mm-hmm. in all around America. It's not just Dallas, it's not just New York, it's everywhere, it's Detroit, it's everywhere. So this will give us an opportunity, mixed income. So you will have a certain amount that's below fair market value, below what we call AMI, area median income, sometimes 60% below, sometimes more, to provide that housing mixed in with other people who can afford fair market value or can afford more leverage. You have to focus on what you believe God gave you to do, the assignment that God gave you to do. Be what you were created to be and be strong enough in your disruptive thinking to withstand the destruction of those who heckle you and do nothing while they criticize your something. Mm. Mm. Exactly. When the you had to call somebody the N word, Bishop? Like you, lost <laughs> it. you just lost it. And just said, no, I'm saying. <laughs> I, I don't plead the fifth on that. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not going there with you today. Same. Okay, Same. we are not going to do that. Disruptive thinking is That's on right. sale today. Right. Yeah. There's stories right. all over the country. Pick up a copy and 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 talk to me on Instagram. Tell me what you think. Ask me questions. Hit me up on Facebook. Let me hear from you and let me know. Let's go through the book together. It's it's audio. It's also written, and uh, I'm I'm really I'm really proud of it. Yeah. Should, can can you end in a prayer, Bishop? Yeah, you got to end in a prayer. Bishop. She needs. Are you gonna let me pray? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Come on, Jess, you bow head. your head, please. Bow your head. First of all, all right. <laughs> when I leave, y'all go catch it from her. <laughs> Father, I thank you for the massive privilege of allowing me to pray for not only the people in this room and their careers and their lives and their walk with you, but all the people who are listening right now in the middle of all this turbulence and test and trials and shaking of economy and inflation and all the things that worry us. I speak peace in the middle of fear. I speak confidence in the middle of distress i preach hope right now i thank you lord that this day is going to be richer and better because we had this moment together bless those that are sick that are listening those that are hurt those that are broken those that are distraught those that are wrestling with mental health be made well in the name of christ our king Amen. 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 Well, there you have it. It's Bishop T.D. Jakes. T.D. Jakes. Yes. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Again, <laughs> salute to the Bishop T.D. Jakes for joining us this morning. Man, salute to the good bishop. Make sure y'all get disruptive thinking. It's a quick read, too. It's only like 230, 240 pages, man. But, I mean, you know, I always say, well, I don't always say. I got this from New Jack City. You know how they say New Jack problems call for New Jack solutions? Mm-hmm. He got some New Jack solutions in this book, Disruptive Thinking. So make sure you go grab that by the good Bishop T.D. Jakes. All right. Well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Robert De Niro. Rumor has it. Rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty patty. I'm gossiping. This is the rumor report. I mean, I guess we on The Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Yes. Right. On The Breakfast Club. Now, Robert De Niro, you know him from so many of your favorite movies, right? I got to tell you who Robert De Niro is. I don't want to talk to you. Actor, of course. Casino. Bronx Tale. Not talking to you. Meet the Parents. Not talking to you. If you don't know who Robert De Niro is, there's no reason for us to have a conversation. Heat. I mean, yeah. That guy. Robert Mm -hmm. De Niro. Well, he's welcoming his seventh child. Now, he shared news on Monday uh, that uh, he has a new film name about my father and also that he is now a father. He said he just had a baby, so now he has seven children and he is 79 years old. Drop on the clues bomb for Robert De Niro. And 
I'm only dropping one of Clues bombs for Robert De Niro because that means his penis is still working. And that's all we want at 79 years of age. We want our penis and our brains to still be working, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, but when that child turned, well, never mind. 79 is kind of late to have a kid. It don't matter. Robert De Niro set up. His life is set up. You know what I mean? That kid is going to be fine, well off. He's going to know the legacy of his father. And if this is a little boy, he's going to know that at 79, his penis <laughs> will still work because genetics are great okay. in that family. All right. Okay. You don't think he used a little honey stick or... I don't know what he used, but whatever he used, he need to pass on to us for when, you know... Are we 79? We get, that, we get to that tender age of 79. Okay. Okay, because that's all you want at 79. By the way, these are conversations that we actually do have amongst each other as men. Mm-hmm. Okay? I just want my penis and my brain to still be working at 79. All right. Well, also... And I don't even care if I'm using it at 79. I just want it to still work. Just want it to work? I want to wake up every morning, still still got the woody, still here. That's all you care about. That's it, baby. That means everything's flowing correctly. Now, Regine Carter, shout to Regine Carter, of course, Little Wayne's daughter, reveals two men tried to break into her home on Monday. No. She put this post. She said, uh, she took the Twitter and said, uh, thankfully, she wasn't at home when two men tried to break into her house. Now, I know I hear this is going a lot in uh, Atlanta right now, like crazy, actually around the country. So if you if you have an alarm, you know, sometimes we get careless. We don't set the alarm when we go to sleep. We don't set the alarm when we just run out. We got to make sure we lock the doors. We got to make sure we lock the windows. And if you have a dog or you have a weapon, learn how to use that weapon and make sure that dog is out. I right. want a dog. I'm looking for a dog. I'm looking for. I don't want a cane corso though. I want me a, a boa boa. What's it called? Bora bora. No boa bora. South place. African bora bora. It's a bora bora. No, I think it's something else. No man, bora bora is a place. I know bora bora is a place. I think it's a dog. Too, I don't though. know if it's a dog. Hold on. Why you want a bora bora? I'm not even saying that. Right? Google it and see if I'm if, why you would want one. Them dogs is amazing looking. Yeah, they big. You seen a bora bora before? I don't know. I don't think it's called a bora bora. I think I know what you're talking about, but it's not a bora bora. What's it called? I think it's called a Bora Bora. Did you look it up? You Googled it. I'm it, looking at it right did it, now. Pop, did it say Bora Bora? It got a bunch of words I can't pronounce. <laughs> Bora Bowl. B-O-E-R-B-O-E-L. That's what I want. I want me a, I want me one of those Bora, big dogs. One of those you can't Trade pronounce. Truth. I was supposed to get one from Trade of Truth, but I never heard back from But you got to train it, though. If you don't, if you're get not, it trained. You have to train the dog. It has to go through training. It has to go I want through. The, I, want, I want a puppy. I want puppies, though, because I want them to grow up with the kids. Mm. That's what I want. And last, My wife don't want me to get no dog, though. She can't. She's like, no. I ain't, I ain't got nothing to do with no dog. Yeah, because they shed, they'll bite up that's your right. furniture. Like, it's, it's a lot of work with the dogs. She's like, you get a dog, that's all you, buddy. Yeah, it's a lot of work. Now, lastly, uh, we got to go to Basketball Wives. All right. You want to get your fan or not yet? Mm. You get my fan. You get my teeth. See me over here putting my teeth. I'm putting my honey in my teeth now. I really, I really was over here putting my honey in my teeth right now. All right. Now, my lemon ginger honey. Last tea. night on Basketball Wives, things became. I don't watch. You watch? No, I don't. Okay. But people are talking about this. Now, things became tense between Basketball Wives star Brooke Bailey and Jackie Christie during the reunion. You know Brooke Bailey, too. Okay. Now, Christie really. was talking about how good of a friend she is and how good of a friend she's been. Well, mm. child. Mm, tell me something. Tell me something, girl. Brooke Bailey didn't like that. Mm. Brooke Bailey said, you sit here and you say how great of a friend you've been to people, but I really feel like you're not. Mm. You ain't you ain't selling me this one. You know why you ain't selling me this one? Because you don't even really watch this show. See, them other little shows you be watching, you really be into those, but you ain't really into this. But listen, mm-hmm. Brooke went on to say that Jackie never reached out when her daughter passed away. Okay. You remember when her daughter passed away? Her daughter passed away in a car accident a couple of months ago. God bless. Sending her healing energy. Out in, uh, I believe it was Memphis. She mm-hmm. said the rest of the ladies sided with Brooke and said that they expected more from Jackie. Mm. 
Now, after is- she claims that she is the leader of the group, she says she didn't reach out to her, she didn't do anything, and she is not the friend, honey. That she says she is. Now, I don't watch this show, but that is terrible. If you and a person are friends, man, and a person's child passes away and you don't reach out, you are a terrible, terrible human. Or not not a terrible human, but definitely a terrible friend. But if somebody does pass away, it's hard to have that conversation. Now, after you say, I'm sorry for your your loss. Yeah, but after that, what do you do? Nothing. You don't have to do anything. And moments like that is when you're supposed to just sit back and listen. You know what I mean? And you're supposed to be there for your friend when they need you. I agree. You don't have to do anything. You know, you send your condolences, you send your flowers, and you wait to see what your friend's next steps are. Well, you know, and every and every couple of days, if you want to, you can send that person positive energy, love and light. That's it. Right. You know, don't don't do stupid stuff and ask them like, "How you doing?" What the hell you mean? How I'm doing? My child just died. Don't have no stupid ass question like that. Just be there for people. Okay. That's it. I get it. Grief is tough. Grief is tough to deal with And it's tough to deal with people Who are actually grieving But it's because human beings Have a nature to always want to try to uh, Solve a problem You can't do anything in that situation You cannot fix that person's problem Only thing you can do in that situation Is be there for that individual When they need you You Tell them child Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm talking about Don't be playing with us up here Mm -hmm. And that is your rumor report Mm. Mm -hmm. We just sitting there Playing with our fans that sounded like weird, right? All right, Charlemagne, who are you giving that donkey to? Man, four after the hour, man. Can we talk about dumbass parents? You know dumbass parents raise dumbass kids, right? Yeah. I got a couple dumbass parents for you. We're going to okay. talk about it four after the hour. All right. I thought you were going to say I got a couple dumbass kids. I was going to go, whoa, we're going to do too they far. my kids stupid. <laughs> Me neither. They mama too smart. Now, they follow their daddy, <laughs> they're going to be in some trouble. Okay? All right, donkey, the day's up next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Enter for a chance to win a VIP trip to see a Live Nation concert in the city of your choice. Concert week is May 10th through the 16th. $25 all-in tickets. Come see all your favorite artists. For entry and rules, visit breakfastclubonline.com. Don't be out here acting like a donkey. Hee-haw, bitch. Hee-haw. It's time for Donkey of the Day. Mm-hmm. I'm a big boy. I can take it. If he feel I deserve it, ain't no big deal. I know Charlamagne guy gonna have some funny shit to say out his mouth. This guy say something you may not agree with, doesn't mean I mean. Who's getting that donkey? That donkey. That donk, donk, uh, donk, donk, donk. Donkey of the Day right there. <laughs> the, the Breakfast Club, bitches. You can call me the Donkey of the Day, but like, I mean no harm. Donkey of the Day for Wednesday, May 10th goes to Matt and Adele Allen, both 39 years of age. Uh, let me tell you something, man. I'm tired. I've been telling y'all this all morning. I've gotten 11 hours of sleep, including naps over the last 48 hours. And for a man born in 1978, that's not good. So if I come across a little cranky this morning, it's because I'm physically tired and I'm tired of you humans. Okay, I totally understand why they, whoever the hell they is, wants AI to replace us. Okay, in fact, I saw Guardians of the Galaxy 3 over the weekend. Great movie, and I totally understand what the high evolutionary was attempting to do. I don't want to give the movie away, but it's made over $300 million globally already, so who cares? The high evolutionary wants to create a counter-Earth, a peaceful utopia filled with his genetic experiments. Okay, moral of the story, he wants to replace you humans because y'all really don't know how to act, and Matt and Adele are absolutely no exceptions. See, Matt and Adele believe in something called unschooling. Okay, they have three children, and they say they don't want to force their three kids to learn to read or write. Hmm? What do you say? I should have had Bishop T.D. Jakes. Uh, I should have asked him, does he think Jesus is ever really coming back? Because, I mean, why would he at this point? Okay, not only will they not force their kids to read or write, they even allow them to set their own bedtimes, Envy. Right? <laughs> they said Crazy. the kids have no fixed schedule 
our meal times. I can't make this kind of stuff up, even though I wish this was uh, made up. Let's listen to the mom talk, please. We do not worry about them not being in school. I'm, I would worry about what they were missing out on if they were in school, actually. The complete opposite. Mm. A conventional education, I'd say, is definitely failing a large majority of children right now. So to then, you know, go and accuse someone that opts for a different way to be irresponsible is is ironic to me. Mm. Adele Allen, ladies and gentlemen, uh, I actually agree with her in regard to the schools not being able to properly educate kids uh, are finding non-conventional ways to educate kids. I think it's so many other things that you have to teach your kids at home because they simply won't learn it in school. I've even thought about homeschooling my kids for a variety of reasons, but School definitely teaches your kids the basics. Can we, and can we talk about the basics? There's no world, any world, not this earth or the 5,000 super earths that exist out there where someone with common sense would agree that us not teaching our kids how to read and write is a good thing. Okay, do you understand the level of privilege that one must come from where they can say, hey, I don't even care if my kids know how to read or write. They will be fine. I am from South Carolina, born and raised, a state that passed the first law which prohibited teaching slaves to read and write. It was illegal to teach slaves how to read and write. You would get fined and sentenced to prison if you taught slaves how to read and write. I can understand people having reservations on teaching slaves how to, you know, read and write because there was a punishment for it. But now we live in a world where people are willingly not teaching kids, their kids, how to read and write because they believe in what uh they call child autonomy. Uh, Matt and Adele, your kids are going to be stupid. They're going to be so stupid that they're going to go to the dentist because their Bluetooth not working. All right. Let me tell you something, man. Kids are kids for a reason. I don't care how smart your children seem to be. They have no idea how to make good decisions. Okay. As parents, one of our number one jobs is to help kids develop the skills they need to keep themselves safe. How are they going to take heed to any warning signs when they can't even read the warning on the signs? Okay. I know y'all all want to be progressive and you're letting your kids pick their genders and sexualities, which I think is also stupid. But do you really want your kids to identify as illiterate? Okay, how are they going to pick a pronoun when they don't even know what a pronoun is? Mm -hmm. Okay, Matt and Adele said one of their kids didn't pick up a pen to start writing until they were 10? 10? That's crazy. Let me tell you something. You better unschool your kids because if you're not going to teach them how to read and write, this is how they're going to sound when they get called on the reading class. Okay, so let's all open up our reading is fun books to page 69. Danny may begin. W once the, 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 there wa was a g g g girl... Who want, want, want to can't even read. To cut it out, dude. You're going to get us some trouble. Air, air, air. Today, Junior. Nothing is more terrifying Jesus. than reading out loud in class. And it's terrifying for kids who know how to read. So imagine what your little dumb, the dumb dumbs are going to experience. Okay? Your kids are going to be so stupid that they're going to walk around a library for an hour looking for Facebook. Listen, I don't claim to be the highest grade of weed in the dispensary, nor am I the strongest Avenger. If you're new to the Breakfast Club, that's just my way of saying I'm not the brightest. But I do know that reading is not just fundamental, it's critical. You know that there are families out there struggling with the fact that their kids can't read, all right? There's all types of reasons why kids can't read. Some folks have a family history of reading and learning issues, dyslexia. Doctors have learned over the last 20 years that there's a heavy genetic component to reading difficulties. In this case, for these poor Allen kids, it's all genetic because their parents are too damn woke mm -mm. and need to get some sleep, just like I do. 
Please give Matt Nadell Allen the biggest hee-haw. No. <laughs> you don't want to play again? Nope. I don't, actually. You don't want to play again? Nope. Do not. not you should know what they are. The amount of privilege <laughs> that is in this story that you could just say, hey, okay. I don't want my kids to read or write. It's okay. I'll let them figure it out on their own. You should know what this is. We shouldn't even have to play a game. All right. All right, well. Caucasian. I know it's going to say that. I was going to say that. You know this. I was going to say that. You know this. I was just want, you know, just want to play. All right. Yes. Well, thank you for that donkey of the day. Mm -hmm. Shout to BET. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Everybody else, the people, uh, everybody else, let's let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. During the rumors, we tell you about Robert De Niro, 79 years old, welcomes big, big his Bob. seventh child. We're asking, what do you think? Is that too old? Too old to what? To have a child. No, it's not too old to have a child if your penis still works. 800-585-1051. But the life expectancy for men in the U.S. is 73. He's, he's, he's over-exceeded expectations. <laughs> right. But he's so 79. He's 79. But... but you know, it's How, do we know kids need a father. It's not like I don't know if the child was planned. It's just that his penis still works. He's still getting it. And how old is the baby mama? That's the question that we need to be asking. We don't know. You know, that's that the questions said. that we need to be asking. That is the question. Is that too old? What is your thoughts? 800-585-1051. Expectancy, life expectancy in the U.S. for women is about 79, 80 years old. For men, it's 73. Man, you're thinking about the wrong thing. That man's penis is alive and well. I don't care about when a man supposed to die. Okay, yeah, that's that's what I got to look forward to. Who gonna throw the, the ball around with the kid? Who gonna teach him how to act? Whoever he paid to do it. That's just Robert De Niro, damn it. Damn it. We'll okay. talk about it when we come what back. What talking about? It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Daddy, call him my phone. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about Robert De Niro. Now, Robert De Niro, we got to say congratulations. He welcomed his seventh child at 79 years old. So we're asking 800-585-1051, do you think 79 is too old? Charlemagne, what do you think? Do I think 79 years old is too what? Too old. No, I cannot wait to get to 79. To I have a baby? Listen. I'm not even thinking about the baby aspect. I'm thinking that this man's penis still works at 79 years old. Like, I mean, alive and well, right? And of course, you know, men can, I think men can have babies for as, as long as they're alive and as long as your penis Correct. works. Yeah, as long as the so penis works. I'm not even looking at it from the aspect of, you know, he had a baby. I could care less. He's 79 years old. He's got his money. He's wealthy. I don't know who the baby mother is, but God bless her. You know what I mean? His penis still works. His brain still works. Yeah, but That's all I want at 79 it's years not old. about the penis, though. What else is it about? <laughs> this conversation sounds crazy. <laughs> what else is this about? Memories. What do you mean? Do you know how many movies he got for his child to grow up watching? But who's going to play softball with him? Whoever he pays to play basketball, softball with him. Whoever, plays to play, whoever he pays to play basketball. I don't know how old who's the mother is. Who's going to teach him how to put a condom on? He don't need one to learn how to put a condom on at that age. He's a kid. Jesus He'll Christ. learn all of that stuff as he gets older. All I'm simply saying is, are you saying that he's too old because he could pass away and he yes. won't be here for the baby? Correct. He could die. Oh. 
What you thought I was saying? I don't know. <laughs> but I think I'm tired. But I think you cross those bridges when you get there. You can't cross that bridge because you can't yes, come you back. Can. When you die, you can't come back. You meet him at the crossroads. <laughs> he won't be lonely. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hey, what's your name? Joanna. Joanna. Jo, Jo, Joanna. Jo, Joanna. There you go. You. What's, your, what's your thoughts, so Mama? I was, so I heard what Charlemagne was saying that, you know, Robert De Niro's kids is going to be good because, you know, he's well off. I understand that completely. But when my father had me, he was 63 and my mother was 28. Damn. <laughs> Jesus. Y'all yes. so Puerto Rican? Yes, I am Puerto Rican. Yeah. Right on the nose. That's right. <laughs> you stupid. <laughs> That's right. You stupid. You it stupid. ain't a stereotype if it's true. If uh, it's true. Okay, but go ahead. So, so go ahead, Mama. Talk to her. So I'm just saying, like, I, um, as far as, you know, in 10 years, Robert De Niro probably tell, you know, won't have his dad around. My father passed away when I was 12. I wouldn't care about the money he left and anything. I would rather have my father around for lessons, for love, for different type of reasons. So it's like kind of 50-50. It's not really just because he has money. That child's going to grow up without a father because he's old. Let's be real. Yeah, but, you, but, but the, the, the reality is that kid was obviously meant to be here. You know what I'm saying? Like, clearly God has a plan for that young child that's coming into the world. It's not Robert De Niro's fault that he's 79 years old, still out here having sex and having babies. What, you supposed to not <laughs> off at 79 years old? Nah, wear a condom. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up? It's Drake. Drake? What's up, Drake? Talk to us. Man, I think it's a little too old, man. Man, this kid gonna need his dad when he get a little old. I don't think he meant to do this, y'all. Y'all are making what it seem. Y'all are making it seem like he meant to, to have the baby. He knew what he was doing. He's been doing it. He's, yeah, he already has six kids. Yeah, but he wasn't thinking about that. I know I wouldn't be thinking about that at seventy nine. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be thinking I'm about to have a baby. Hello, who's this? Teresa. Hey, Teresa. What's your thoughts, Mama? I I think that's definitely too old. Um, only because I understand that current situation about maybe almost a year ago when he was sixty two. And I'm only 30 years old, and um, we've been together for almost five years. So and um, so you wanted a baby. He, he, he's 62, and you were like, you don't want to have a baby just in case he dies because he's getting up there in age, and you want to make sure that yeah, the father's around for the baby. For he was down for it though, but I just didn't feel like it was fair to my future children, right? Is that the man fault? See, I, I respect you. And I'm going to tell you why I respect you. Because that is true. Is it the man's fault or is it the woman's fault? The woman knows she laying down with a 79-year-old man. You lay, exactly. down, you lay down with a 79-year-old man, you should be thinking about stuff like that. If this man get me pregnant, you know what I mean? He's not going to be around for the child. And you should be thinking I might get right. his old man a heart attack. <laughs> that's the one, that's <laughs> the one thing we think. No, he was very healthy. Like, he has absolutely no health issues whatsoever. Um, but still, I just didn't think that it was fair to my future children that, you know, their father's going to be 80 years old. And what can you do? What can you do? You can't play ball with them. You can't take them on trips. I don't you can't go to games with them. Y'all saying all of this, but then next year, 2024, Joe Biden going to be running for president. Y'all ain't going to be thinking about that. And Trump and Trump up in age, too. Trump about 77, 78 his damn self. Now there's a lot of there's a lot of. Older, I agree. Now Robert De Niro's seventy nine. I'm not gonna say he, she said old people can't go on vacation. Though. Yes, they can. Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah, there's a lot of healthy seventy nine years, eighty year olds that go on vacation that still have sex. That still right. do everything. If I'm seventy nine, my penis still working. I'm definitely still going on vacation. And Donald <laughs> Trump is seventy six years old. Okay, so I, I want y'all to keep all this same energy next year uh, when it's presidential election time, and you got old and older running. 
Oh, boy. 800-585-1051. We're talking about Robert De Niro. We got to congratulate him. He welcomed his seventh child. But we're asking, That's is not why I'm 79 too old to have a baby? Let's talk about it. It's The Breakfast Club. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season remind us to embrace change and fearlessly look toward the future. Like Andrew Jarecki, award-winning filmmaker and creator of Movie Phone. The studios didn't really control the theaters. The theaters didn't control the studios. And I thought, well, there's a window in here where I could make things easier for the consumer and also make something that would be very useful for the industry. Or Kellen Kenny, chief marketing and growth officer at AT&T, who installed fiber in customers' houses rather than leading from afar. It is so crucial that you spend time with the customers, that is the best lesson. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts, it's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it, and I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest 
to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways I imagine you haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Margaret Atwood, Questlove, Kate Blanchett, and Oscar Isaac. If that sounds like a varied group of people, it's because it is. I always wanted to make a show where one week we could sit with a politician like Beto or Rourke, the next an author like Min Jin Lee, or TV titans like Bill Hader and Quinta Brunson. Basically, this is a podcast driven by curiosity and an abundance of research. Conversations where people actually start to sound like people. In recent weeks, I sat with Dan Levy, Ava DuVernay, Benny Safdie, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope to see you there. Good morning. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Let's talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. If you just joined us, we're talking about Robert De Niro. He's 79 years old, and he welcomed his seventh child. Let me see when Robert De Niro turns 80. Let me look this What up. does it matter? You're looking curious. at this all wrong, man. Why am as I looking a, at this wrong? As a man, you should be saying to yourself, damn, his penis still working at 79. He's still shooting the club up at 79 years old. Oh, his birthday's in August, so he's about to be 80 this year. Man, drop one of Clues Bonds for that old G, man. Please, God, give me 80 years old and a hard penis. Please, please, please. What? Please, you, please, want, you want to be 80 and a hard please. penis? That's yes. kinky, bro. I can't. Please, God, let me make it to 80 years old and still have a hard penis. Thank you, Jesus God. Christ. Please, please, God, you know what I want. Please. Oh, we're asking, is that too old? <laughs> Charlemagne's over here praying for hard penis. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Shaw from Brooklyn. Hey, Shaw from Brooklyn. 79, is that too old to have a baby? Definitely too old. Come on now. That's ridiculous. We ain't talking about women now. We talking about men. <laughs> <laughs> it's still too old. You're just repro- If you can reproduce, reproduce. But who you, who's raising the child? Not a 79-year-old man? That, that's what I'm saying. We, I don't know how old the mother is. I don't know how old the mother, the baby mama is. But still, the dad got to be around. He will be. Daddy exactly. daughter dances and all that stuff. Like, you got to be around. Hey, man. He got like another five years left. Come on now. <laughs> Don't put that on him. Don't put that on him. Goodbye. Hello, who's this? Yo, what's up, man? It's your boy, Charlotte Hey, good morning, bro. What's, what's your opinion? We're talking Robert De Niro. He's 79. He just had his seventh child. What's your thoughts? So, in his hands, this is part of his legacy. Who do I see my legacy? In order to have this legacy, you got to have people. So, who cares if it was out the house? Or if it's 79? Like, how, how do we criticize a man for greatest part of his legacy. Damn, you cut him off when we start promoting his music, man? I, yes. Yeah. But, you know, he got a point. And uh, another thing I was you thinking... You heard what he said? I didn't hear what he said. My he, ears said, like he, he, said he said that, you know, uh, something about legacy and let people have their legacy. But uh, the thing is this. You can have a baby at 25 and don't know if you're going to be here tomorrow. Yeah. So what true. are we talking about here? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I get what y'all, I get what I get what y'all saying, but you know, yeah. you, you, everything don't have the perfect plan attached to it, buddy. Hello, who's this? Troy Johnson from Seattle. Hey, Troy Johnson from Seattle. What's your thoughts, brother? I think he should be uh, supported by everyone in having a child. 
I don't have a problem with it. I don't even know what they, people are upset about. Okay. Well, he has his other kids are 51, 46, 27, 27, 25, and 11. And I bet you they having more erectile dysfunction than they daddy. <laughs> Shut up. Hello, who's this? Christian. Hey, Christian. Good morning. Talk to us. Robin De Niro, 79 on, years old, brother. What your thoughts? Man, I think Robert De Niro is too old to be having kids for a few reasons. We waiting First to hear him. First second. We waiting to hear him. I can't hear you, I'm sorry. Go ahead, talk. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just 80 years old, man. He's already exceeded his life expectancy. And I get that, yeah, his kids will be financially stable. But above all else, kids want their parents. That's what I said. He's going to have that as an adult. Yeah, but his kids, his, especially if he have a son, going to have something to look forward to. He's going to be like, damn, my daddy was still shooting the club at club up at 79 years old, almost 80. My genetics going to be good. Let's, let's go to one more caller. Hello, who's this? This is Brian. Hey, Brian, what's going on? Oh, not a thing, not a thing. You just enjoying listening to y'all this morning? Thank you, Brian. Thank you, brother. Now, what, what, what's your thoughts on Robert De Niro, 79? Welcome to Seventh Child. Oh, you know what? I think he's, as long as he's able to take care of it, is that what the game's all about? No. Still got to be there yeah, for your yeah, kid. Yeah. Still got to be there for your uh, kid. Yeah, well, he got to be there for be there for the child, of course. But as long as he's able to take care of his kid, then he's all good. I don't like y'all shaming this man because you see women getting pregnant at 50-something years of age and ain't nobody saying nothing about that. There it is. You know what I mean? And people know how dangerous that can be. But now, all of a sudden, a 79-year-old man have a baby and it's a problem. I think Why? if a 79-year-old woman had a baby, I think it'd be a, a, a conversation. It'd be a miracle. <laughs> That's what it would be. It wouldn't be a problem. It would be a damn miracle. What's, okay? the, what's the moral of this point, The man? moral of the story is I'm just happy that this man penis worked at 79 years old. Y'all looking at this all wrong. Oh my goodness. All I want when I'm that age... First of all, I, I want to be that age. Please, God. I want to be yes, that absolutely. Age. That's number one. Number two, I want my brain to work. Correct. And number three, I want my penis to work. Yes. But I'm not That's shooting it. man milk all over the place. <laughs> you know what? That just sounded crazy. <laughs> that's, 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 Would it still be milk at that age? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Dust. Dust. Like powdered dust. Goodness gracious. You got to add some water to it to, get, to, to turn it into some liquid. Goodness gracious. God bless that man, Robert De Niro, man. And salute all the 79 years old, 79 year old out there whose penis still works. I wonder if he's using anything. He, uh, he has honey pack, honey pack, or the gas the pink horse power cam. I don't know something. Mm. All right, now when we come back, we got your rumor report. Soldier boy, big soldier. He has some words for little Dirk and NBA young boy. We'll get to that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Everybody, it's DJ NV Charlamagne. The guy we are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Rumor has it, rumor, rumor has it. Call out a name or you gossiping or you chatty patty. I am gossiping. This is the Rumor Report. I mean, I guess we on The Breakfast Club. This is where the tea spills, right? Right. right. On The Breakfast Club. Big T. I don't know if you want your fan or not, but we're going Real Housewives of Atlanta. I'm definitely getting my fan. All right, let me get mine. What, what, what we got about R-H-O-A? All right. Now you this, watch that, though. I do. Okay. So this is about Kim Zoliak and her estranged husband, ooh, Croy. Ooh, tardy for the party. That's right. Now, okay, you remember I'm Croy hip. used to be in the uh, NFL. I didn't know that. Uh, he uh, retired. Him and his wife got married. They were on Housewives of Atlanta. They left mm -hmm. Housewives of Atlanta. They got their own show. Now... It was reported after 11 years of marriage and four children that the IRS says they owe a million dollars in unpaid taxes. Damn. So she divorced them because she don't want to get caught up in that. That's what people are saying. <laughs> that, Allegedly, that, that's the reason why they are getting a divorce. They still say they're saying that they still living the same house now. Bethany Frankel. You remember Bethany Frankel, right? Do I? Come on, man. That's the homie. Salute to Bethany Frankel. Well, she got on her uh, Instagram yesterday and she had some things to say about them child. 
Kim Zolciak and Croy are getting divorced. And I've heard all the rumors about the foreclosure and bringing other people into your life and highlighting it for years on TV. I did it for a short time. They go with you in when it's happy and everything looks great. And everyone's coming with you when it goes down to the abyss and the sh pit, slumdog millionaire style. They've always been people who seem like they're spending more than they have. And the thing is, you can't spend more than you make. And it's the old housewives model to get on the show, make no money, spend, spend, logo, logo, <laughs> car, car, house, house. You're writing checks you can't cash. And it's gross. It's like, what's wrong with America? I heard Kim and Croy owe a million dollars each. And it's like, good. Pay the IRS. You got to pay. You want to play? You got to pay. If you got it, if you want to play, you got to pay. It sounded to me like Bethany is saying it's better to have money than look like you have money. That's what I took from that. Yes, correct. But I will also say we don't know what their situation is. Sometimes the IRS will, will come at you because of what they think and not necessarily what they know. And sometimes you have to fight about in court. That's why you got to have a good financial advisor. Keyword, good. Okay? Great. Good, trustworthy. Uh, financial advisor, right. accountant, right. accountant, attorney. Salute to Humble and Laura, my financial people. Drop on the clues bomb for Humble and Laura. Lifeline Financial. Great black people. Yeah. And also, by the way, too, um, uh, salute to Bethany Frankel. I, I used to go on Bethany Frankel's show a lot when she had a show, the mm -hmm. daytime television show. And uh, she actually is the reason I named my podcast Brilliant Idiots. Oh, really? Yeah, because I was doing her show one day and she was talking and she goes, you're like... She said, you say like the smartest, dumbest things. She was like, you're like a like a brilliant idiot. And I was like, oh. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's, yeah. Why, I named, that's why we named the podcast Brilliant Idiots. Okay. Well, I, yeah. I got to shout to my, my guys too, Eric Lee over in Intrinsic Out in LA. They, they really helped me with my stuff. All right. Now, Partisan Fontaine, he wrote a poem for Megan Thee Stallion and talked about their relationship. Let's listen to the poem. Money, make love, and memories. You want the penthouse suite with all the amenities. You want acknowledgement for your bravery, not sympathy. You want to be held tight and kissed gently. You want to be free to be yourself without penalty. You want that chemistry. You want to really be heard and not just pretend to be. You want what you deserve. You want the action style, do the words. Chakras aligned, you at one with the universe. You want to celebrate without occasion. Dim restaurant, lit conversation. You're a tequila kind of girl, if I'm not mistaken. I pay attention to detail, little observations. Now you got money goals, body goals. Everything is falling into place for you like dominoes. You look just as good in your clothes as out your clothes. Let's get you out of those. Well, he performed that at uh, the Poetry Lounge in Los Angeles. Now, he didn't say Megan the Stallion's name, but everybody said it was clear he was referencing Yo, party. his boo. Party, I done told you, bro. Go to therapy, right? I told the party this a long time ago. Go mm -hmm. to therapy, you know what I'm saying? Do the work on yourself and then marry that woman, okay? When a woman got you out here getting your Darius love haul on, <laughs> when a woman got you out here getting your Darius love haul on and you going to poetry slams and you quoting poetry, it is time to put a ring on it. Mm -hmm. What are you doing, young man? That's right. And lastly, Soldier Boy is upset that Little Dirk and NBA Young Boy are dropping albums on the same day as him. And Soldier Boy got this to say. Y'all would have been scrapped. Y'all would have been fought. Cut it out. You see me announce my motherfucking album, and the next day you you announce your album. So get away. You lame. You talking about scary ass? Look, dirt. Boy, you scary as? If you gonna fight, young boy, go on fight him. Scary ass. And the next day you gonna hop on here talking about you almost here. Man, you almost lame.
you talking about? Is y'all <laughs> gonna scrap or what y'all gonna do? Other than that, all this back and forth sneak, this is shit that gone with that shit, boy. Y'all paint y'all nails, doing all type of weird shit, man. Stop playing with me, man. May 12th, soldier season, finna outsell Lil Dirk and Young Boy at the same time. Y'all only trying to drop because y'all seen me drop. After this, I don't want to see no more dropping on the same date as me. Oh, God. <laughs> Oh, and that man. is your rumor report. You tell a big I soldier. I start shooting. Stop promoting violence. Give me another one soldier, but one. Stop promoting violence. Give me another one soldier, but one. Y'all ain't gonna never make it out the hood. That's motivational. Don't die, bro. That's motivational. Right, that was motivational. All right. Um, I don't know, man. I, it's not for you to say. That's right. I was born in 1978. Soldier like, boy, rock. I, I don't like. I don't like uh, them encouraging violence, though. Don't encourage beef amongst it. The young brothers. If it's competitive and you know you saying I'm outsell them, cool. But don't tell them y'all ain't gonna do nothing to each other when you see each other. Did, you, you, know. did you take Soldier Boy serious? I don't know, man. I'm just listening to words. Soldier Boy, salute the big soldier. Drake, that's soldier, big soldier, big soldier. not the little soldier. Not that he'll never be a little soldier. You hear me? All right. Well, that is your rumor report. The People's Choice mixes up next. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. It's tough to find that right person especially when it comes to hiring for an open role. With ZipRecruiter's matching technology, makes it easy to find and invite great candidates to apply to your jobs. Try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash breakfast. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let me salute to uh, Tasha Hilton, of course, from BET. Today is her birthday. Hey, happy born day, Tasha. So What's Tasha, happening? Happy birthday. Enjoy your day. And I'm sure we'll see you soon. All right? And also, uh, salute to uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes for joining us this morning. Salute to the good brother, Bishop T.D. Jakes. Make sure y'all go get his new book, uh, Disruptive Thinking. I'm telling you, man, it is a phenomenal read. It's a quick read. It's only like 230, 240 pages, man. But um, we live in a world right now where everything is new. And I think everybody's still calling plays out of an old playbook. So you need like some some disruptive thinking for real. Like you need a new playbook. You need new ideas. And I think Bishop T.D. Jakes is presenting a lot of those in this book. So make sure you go get that, man. And thank you to everybody who came out to City College last mm -hmm. night. We had a, a event, a disruptive conversation with myself and Bishop T.D. Jakes. Salute to my man, DJ D. Nice. He was providing the soundtrack, man. Mm -hmm. uh, thank you to everybody who came out. Y'all sold City College out, man. Bought a bunch of books for, uh, from the bishop. So thank you. All right. Now, uh, when we come back, we got the positive note. So don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Again, uh, I just want to remind you guys, May 28th is my car show in Memphis. Also, June 18th, which is Father's Day weekend, we're going to be out in H-Town. So if you haven't got your tickets, get your tickets. And we do it for community, so we want you to bring your kids, your parents, your grandparents. There's going to be rides and activities for the kids. There's going to be a lot of stuff for the adults. It's just a family fun day. Didn't the city of Memphis um, give you props for having yeah. a... Yeah, so yeah, shout to the city of Memphis. They actually uh, put out earlier today, they were saying that uh, the city has a lot of teens and kids riding around in these cars doing spin-outs and donuts and, and, and riding... Uh, at excessive speed so they're saying you know they need more safe activities like my car show that's coming to memphis where kids and teens and people and pam families can go to so salute to the uh memphis police department for uh talking about my car show and yes it will be a safe family fun day and i can't wait to see you my whole family comes out there too so there'll be gaming trucks and that's what it's for we don't we don't want to overprice we try to make it as affordable as possible because we want to see families i know how expensive things are these days so I, I couldn't see myself charging you uh, an excessive amount of money I just do it because I enjoy it and I love to see you guys out there so I know tickets start at $19.99 so I can't wait to see you kids five and under are free so bring the kids bring the families and we're gonna have a lot of fun alright so 
Uh, can't wait to see you again. May 28th and uh, Father's Day H-Town is June 18th. That's right. So, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? That's right. The positive note is this, man. Um, it's from Christian Bossy. And I want y'all to repeat after me because it is Mental Health Awareness Month, man. Uh, say, I will not live life based on my past. I will not live life based on my parents' past. I will not live life based on my grandparents' past. I'm breaking generational curses today. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. I got a big heart, and I'm very forgiving, but, like, don't abuse it. It's been abused enough. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, the podcast from Hell of Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Like our recent episode with sisters Regina and Raina King about the why behind their production company, Royal Ties. We have such a huge love for storytelling without walls, without barriers. Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.